everybody! Hi guys. Well, from hot as hell, hot as Hades, hot as can be, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to talk about uh, some uh, Mormon lore. Some Utah history is what we're talking about. Tis the season. Yeah, we're uh, we're celebrating this week. Uh, upcoming this upcoming week, we're celebrating Pioneer Day. Yes, or as our set calls it, Pioneer Day. Right. So that we can differentiate ourselves from the Mormons, because <laughs> it's otherwise it's so hard to do. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, no, it's but it's a uh, it's the state holiday. Woohoo! And it is, and it's all about. That's a big deal. Mormon pioneers. So we'll There's be a televised parade. Yeah. <laughs> is it televised? Uh-huh. Okay. Five puts it on TV. Sure, of course they do. <laughs> they of sit, course they, they do. They sit there and they they do the whole Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade thing. The, the whole commenter deal and everything. yeah. Oh well, yeah. It's uh, they do the little live remotes. And oh yeah. Interview people from the such and such stake with their. I just want there to be a giant, uh, <laughs> like helium filled balloon of Brigham Young. That'd be great. I wish there were. I, they need to do that. But, yeah. That is, maybe we can sponsor it. <laughs> well, we should actually do a giant pie and a giant beer. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll tell you some Mormon stories uh, later in the pro- in the program. Uh, but for now, we have other stories. We have some stories to tell you. We have some news. We have real stories. <laughs> things out there in things, the world. Things that actually happen. Right. <laughs> All right, uh, Dan. Yeah. Uh, a uh, adjunct professor at BYU-Idaho has been fired. Oh, no. Uh, after she posted on uh, her on Facebook, on her her private Facebook account, I might add. What did she post? Nudes? No. She, uh, <laughs> she had a, a whole thing. It's about four, one, two, three, four, five paragraphs long. Oh, that's too long for about, the internet. That's um, the internet. You can't do that. LGBT rights. Hurt. Her being her whole thing about being a Mormon, and she kind of criticized the church about the, their stance on on LGBT issues. Oh, and uh, well, she thought her privacy settings were such that she's only posting for her friends, right? And that is the case. But somebody reported her. Some some one of her one, one of, of her, her dear friends. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not aware of this, uh, BYU is a school owned by the Mormon Church, BYU-Idaho, and an offshoot school. Yes, also owned by the church. Also owned by the Mormon Church. Uh, so so were there consequences? Oh, do you think? Um, she was uh, called in uh, to a uh, sort of a, a board, right? Mm. And where they grilled her. They asked her lots of questions. And I sometimes grill fish on a board. Mm, indeed. Delicious. Uh, no, they asked her, like, why do you feel this strongly about LGBT rights? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because right? why would you feel strongly about human beings having rights? That would be I don't crazy. Know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they told her that if she took down, uh, they basically told her to take it down. Mm. Uh, and uh, she did not take it down. She edited it. Oh. Uh, she took out, she didn't change her stance in any way, shape, or form, but right. she sort of maybe softened things mm. here and there. Uh, however, uh, the Tribune printed both versions of it. She really didn't change that much. Okay. It's like she stuck to her guns. Okay. Um, and uh, they fired her. Wow. They, they shit canned her for expressing <laughs> an opinion. And I mean, to be, to be fair... To be perfectly honest, they just uh, didn't renew her contract. She's an adjunct professor. Okay. Uh, so it's not like she had tenure or something. And, right. And was saying these things. And Nevertheless, they nevertheless, fired her. They, they fired her. Yeah. Wow. They let her finish out the term, her little <laughs> summer term. And so she uh, told her students what was going on. Okay. And according to her, the students even didn't matter where they you know, sat on, on the issue itself, mm. were almost universally outraged that the university would fire someone for just expressing their own opinion. Yeah, but her opinion is contrary to that of the institution. <laughs> you can't do that in a... in 
in an, an education environment? Dear God, no. Having contrary opinions? Having your own thoughts. Having your own thoughts in higher education? An outrage. <laughs> an, an, an un, the gall. The unmitigated gall of her. <sighs> well, yeah. So there you go. That's BYU. Uh, it's definitely going to be BYU-Idaho. That's it, I, yeah. BYU I mean, itself would probably do the same. Basically, BYU, all they did was like sort of ridiculous. save her from whatever self-loathing it was that made her work at BYU Idaho. <laughs> they kind of uh, they basically did her the grand favor of making her reconsider her choices. Well, she's definitely going to be reconsidering a lot of things probably after this. Cuz let me tell you something kids, Rexburg Idaho, not uh not exactly a thriving hub of culture. No. So, and this is the former Ricks College, right, which they've rebranded. BYU Idaho, uh, and uh, yeah, Rick's was that's where the bad kids went. Do you remember? Oh that yeah, reputation for Rick's? bad bad Mormons. It was bad still Mormon Mormons, kids. but they were like the ones that like you, you had need, tried a cigarette once. Yeah, you needed some reform. Yeah, you, and, and so Rick's was notoriously strict. Mm-hmm. So whereas like at BYU, they allow sh- the men to wear shorts, men and women to wear shorts. Oh, did they? At BYU? Yeah. Yeah, they just had to be down. They had to cover your garments. Okay, so. I think women could wear shorts. I know the men could. Mm. Isn't it disgusting that I don't know? <laughs> it's, that it's not obvious. It's telling. <laughs> uh, I know the women could wear skirts. Uh-huh. I think the women could wear shorts. Of course yeah. they could. Um, at Rick's? No shorts. No shorts. Yeah. And I think that, like, you could, like, they were super psycho strict. There you go. And they still are. Which so which totally works, by the way. Uber strictness with people who have a rebellious nature mm. totally calms them down and sets them on the right path. Oh, I know. Try that with your children. You you'll you'll be amazed at how well it works. I actually think for somebody who's willing to speak her own mind, this is a good outcome. Yeah. This is a great outcome. She was for her. trapped. She yeah, now she can go. She can like you know, like if she enjoys being an adjunct professor of I think political science or something like that. Oh. She can go seek out another institution somewhere else. And she's going to be a little bit more open-minded. And, and frankly, she's going to go get like a higher degree. Well, frankly, she this, sounds like a really bright th- person. this incident is like bona fides for other institutions. Yeah. This, this goes on the CV. This is, <laughs> this is like, this for her is like selling point to other institutions. Possibly. I mean, because she didn't do anything bad. No, what she did was great. So, so like, yeah, yep. getting fired for doing something great, that'll sell in Peoria. There you go. Maybe not Peoria. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take us to Williamstown, Kentucky. Does that name ring a bell? Does that... Williamstown, Kentucky. There's only... Williamstown. There's only one thing in Williamstown, oh, I know Williamstown Kentucky. I know what it is. What is that? The, the Ark. There's an Ark in Williamstown, <laughs> Ken Kentucky. Ham's, Ken Ham's Ark. Ark Encounter. Uh, Williamstown has not seen the massive bump in economy that the Ark had promised. Oh, no. Uh, they, the people don't seem to be stopping, stopping in to avail themselves of the fine wares offered by the, by the merchants of Williamstown. Oh, no. Uh, so... To say an arc de failure. Well, <laughs> the arc's doing okay. Is it? It's doing Are okay. Are people actually going? Yeah. I mean, they're not going in the droves that were promised, but they're going. Oh. The arc's doing okay. Here's the thing, though. The arc sort of got all of these tax credits and breaks from the state, from the local muni- municipalities, <sighs> with the promise that this will bring employment this will bring like, the hotels will be full. The yeah, tourists, restaurants will be packed. The tourist dollars will pour in. Right. Well, they haven't. Uh, and so, in order to compensate for that, uh, Williamstown, and I think we talked about this, they decided to implement a a, a tax f- that they're calling or a safety fee. What's that? Uh, for ticket taking attractions in the city, of which there are, I believe, one. That's their way of taxing it, uh, right? And well, so that's brilliant. And so it's a safety fee, meaning it would cover things like you know fire trucks and police cars, that sort of thing, right? Uh, and it would end up being about fifty cents per ticket. Hmm. 
So that's a lot of money. Uh, but if you're already paying your whatever, you're going to pay the extra 50 cents if you right. want to go. Right. Uh, well, well how much does it cost to get into the Arc? Do you know? I don't know. I don't okay. know. That would be interesting. I'll, maybe I'll look that up in a minute. But nonetheless, 50, you're, you're totally correct. 50 cents added onto pretty much any ticket. No big deal. It's not going to make a difference. Right. Whether it's $14 and you're now paying fourteen fifty, or it's $49 and you're now paying 50 50 it's fine yeah. you, or 49.50 it doesn't matter you're fine right uh however the ark is <gasps> is now not being good citizens oh no they are so this opened as a for-profit endeavor and that was the other part of this deal was that the reason that the uh the tax breaks worked is because this was going to be a for-profit endeavor so they were were going to be taxed uh-huh. someday they were get they got all these credits over the next several years, but eventually it was going to be a taxable thing. Okay. Well, they've the they've just sold all the land, uh, the the this the huge parcel of land on which the ark sits, huh. uh, that the uh that is estimated to be worth about uh forty eight million dollars. Gee whiz! They've sold it to their nonprofit affiliate. Oh boy! For the delightful sum. Of $10. The gambit here being, they're going, they're going to try and claim that they are fully non-profit now. Oh, my God. So they're going to claim they don't owe any taxes ever to anybody. And, uh, and they just... Oh, I mean, fuckers. They've just made... It, it, it's, it's, it's been a I mean, full-on... If you couldn't tell that Ken Ham was a fucker just by looking at him... Oh, yeah. And hearing him say one word. Right. Right. Like this is now just but proof. The, the people of Kentucky have been hoodwinked. Oh, absolutely! They have been bamboozled. I have the next step for the people of Kentucky. What's that? A uh, ring of toll roads surrounding this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Anybody wants in or out? Sorry, there's okay. a toll. Yeah, they're gonna have to Road do something. I mean, seriously, like they need to levy this thing somehow. And Jesus Christ. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Uh, what fuckers? They're uh Ooh, that, that makes me so mad for the Well, you know, of Kentucky. it's just a, it's just such a an obvious thing to me. Anytime anyone claims, look, we're doing this because God or I mean, there was that story about about the 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 loan websites where if it said if it mentioned God, you were much like less likely to get paid back. Right. Yeah. When people mention God, they're trying to get you not to look at them quite as much with as much uh they're they're trying to to distract you and and get you to trust them right without really sort of going doing your due diligence right and uh these guys did it they wow. pulled it off wow there you go you know i mean it takes skill i suppose yeah well and let's face it uh the people of the the the, the city council and and mayor of williamstown kentucky probably weren't prepared for the legion of lawyers that was that was helping out answers in genesis and ken ham for this yeah. yeah of course all right dan yeah there's an update to the hobby lobby smuggling scandal oh isn't this exciting oh i'm excited yeah and it's the it's we, a it's a local link okay well remind us what this is just just so, briefly hobby lobby was building this like giant bible museum or whatever in washington dc yeah and they so they had all these artifacts that they wanted to collect up from around the world and they were taking uh advantage of the low low prices that you can (laughs) get from the uh war-torn regions of uh the essentially the black market uh, yeah the 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 stolen artifacts of the of the world of the ancient world right but but specifically, ISIS really helped this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They were buying from ISIS. And they were buying from ISIS. Yeah. Like, almost directly. Well, uh, and then they, there was also, like, this uh, smuggling the stuff into the United States in order to avoid tariffs right. and fees and whatnot. Right. So they were labeled as tile yeah. samples. And <laughs> uh, the bills of lading were inaccurate. Right. They said that they were things that they were not. And right. Blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, so this is, this is horrible. A horrible action by Hobby Lobby. They've been fined something like $5 million or something like that. Right. $3 million. 
and uh, they <clears throat> are having to return thousands of the artifacts um, back to, I don't know, Syria, mm-hmm. probably governmental bodies here and there, Iraq, uh-huh. Iraq and yeah. whatnot. Uh, well, there was a, is a professor at BYU who was doing research on these items yeah, and was publishing about them or was oh. about to publish about them. Okay. And a group. He had access to them? Yeah. He was, he was doing work for the Hobby Lobby okay, folks. Okay. So he was on the inside. Uh-huh. Okay. And... He didn't have his hands directly on some of the more high-profile items that have been cited in all the news stories and whatnot. But he was definitely looking at the antiquities and just, you know, writing about them and getting ready to publish. Sure. Uh, Well, a group of scholars of archaeology, anonymous because they don't want retribution from the university, so they're all tied to the university, Okay, have written a letter... uh, Calling on the university to uh, uh, take disciplinary actions against uh, this professor um, because this is working outside of uh, any sort of reputable ethical ethics uh, academic standard. Oh, interesting. And so I I just thought that that was was a really interesting... uh, outcome from this whole thing that there would be that they would have been seeking out you know ways to legitimize and to verify to say oh yeah this is uh something ancient from sumeria or this is something blah 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 blah. it's almost surprising to me that they would turn to byu in in because even though byu actually has some very strong sort of ancient religious uh, archaeology work that they've done. Sure. They've also done some bullshit in their days, like justifying unjustifiable Mormon claims, that sort of thing. Sure. So, like, they've got this whole, they've, they've got this whole back and forth. But, the, I mean, BYU has, BYU, ladies and gentlemen, has a, a is it a campus in Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, yeah. They literally are serious about about the uh you know the the old world the, oh, the, yeah. the 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 middle east yeah you can go do a semester at BYU Jerusalem yeah and uh and you pick up some well, you, it's a great way to pick up a lot of the religious ed credits mm. oh yeah um, because at least it's interesting right because you're going out onto sites and touring around and seeing stuff rather than you know, sitting in a classroom in yeah. some basement at BYU. Um, but nonetheless, um, yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. There you go. The All professor right. who didn't know better. Yeah, that I, I, that is weird. I mean, ethically, that feels like gray area to me just because it seems like he could have plausible deniability about the provenance of the, uh, about like how I think it's the, got this. as the news has been coming out. He's continued. He's continued and um, has backed off of being able to publish on, you know, these things that are probably pretty cool for an archaeology professor to be able to publish on. Yeah. Right? It's, it is weird to me, though, because you know that someone's eventually going to publish on all this stuff because it's still going to be out there. It's not like they're going to rebury it. Right. But it's ill-gotten. And I think that's the issue for no, I, I people get who work in archaeology is that. You write on the stuff once it's legit if it's legitimately held by an organization then great then they're the ones because who they get don't to want decide to, who, yeah, who because, writes about it and, because this could promote you know sort of indiana jones style archaeology right of, yeah and also like yeah it could it could promote the whole yeah okay i don't know right i think that's it's the, it's the concern for the artifacts and them being in the right place right rather than you know yeah. Stealing them. Indeed. So well, anyway. Well, I'm going to take us to merry old England, which I have to say might get a little less merry. Why? It, it will be slightly less fancy because... <laughs> so one must be fancy in order to be merry? 
Well, no, but no. I'm just saying that fanciness can breed merriment <laughs> if if done well. Okay, I'm curious where and this what, is going. And Dan. what could what could be more fancy than uh, than church uh, leaders in their in their pretty pretty robes and cassocks and vestments, etc. Okay. They're all, you know, they're they're all so ornate and lovely. Yeah. And until now, were requirements of the priests uh really? when they when they were doing uh when they were uh addressing their congregation, when they were doing their So are we talking about like those little colored shawls type thing or well, Yeah, we're talking we're, we're talking about big old robes. We're talking about the priests had to wear that? Shit? Yeah, yeah. They didn't have to wear it daily. Okay. But when they got up in front of everybody, when they were doing the, uh, okay, their 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 thing. I wish they had had to wear them. Well, daily. That yeah. Been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, wandering around the supermarket. This is what I'm saying. Like it just makes the world more fun whenever <laughs> when certain people are like, got got to dress wacky down to the down to the Kmart or there whatever. You, there you go. But no, uh, they have made a decision. To uh, to to allow the, now now, priests could still opt to keep the vestments, mm. but uh, the the general synod of the Church of England—that's the ruling body thereof—has okay. uh, has decided that they can now wear lay garments, uh, such as a suit, uh, so long as their parochial church council agrees. So wait a second. <laughs> no, that doesn't seem right to me. Why? They're just going to be wearing, like, a suit? Yeah. Maybe they'll still probably have the collar, the priest collar. But yeah, just a suit, maybe a dress for the ladies. I don't know. No. Yeah. It, what about a, a well, polo? Could they just wear a polo? Do you want to take a guess as to the the why of the thing? Oh, God, the reasons I, given? The, these people what these people know. I have no idea <laughs> what they could possibly be thinking. <laughs> They just don't want to alienate the young kids. <laughs> the kids these days, they don't understand. They don't. They look up there and they see old. They see they they see traditional wow. and they wow. want fun and updated and new, like I think, a suit. I think, I think the kids would be more likely to enjoy the vestments. Hell's yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But no, this is especially if they were like steampunk. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, ooh. <laughs> steampunk I, church maybe this opens that's the, like maybe this opens the door for that yeah who knows yeah but yeah i mean uh they should they should have they should have their uh all their priests have, do like fancy mustache and beard competitions <laughs> yeah right? that would get the kids in there you go but no the fancy robes are no longer ne are no longer a requirement hmm. i say it's a, a it's a loss there's so little that these dumb religions have to offer anymore. At least put people in silly clothes for our entertainment. Yeah, the pomp of the whole thing. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's, part, that's, that's the only reason to like some of these. Yeah. Because this it's... Is, yeah, you got you to gotta get them up. I mean, they're in, the, they're in largely pretty churches. Yeah. Thank God. Right. That's not what we grew up with. No. As Mormons, no, it is not. So at least, so they got pretty churches they, yeah. that are nice, nice and sort of have that very pleasant church echoey thing happening. And then, uh, and then you get somebody dressed wackadoo to get up in front of you and uh, and holler they're crazy at you. And I think that's fun. <laughs> dress. I think they should have to dress more goofily. I think it should ha it should go the other direction. They all need to. Have, have I mean, you know, the Archbishop of Canterbury wears the mitre, yeah, like a pope hat, and uh -huh. he wears. I mean, he's got these very ornate robes with like all kinds of colorful embroidery and all sorts of stuff. I think they need to push in that direction. Yeah. Look, it's less expensive to do now. When they started doing this, it was a show of wealth. Yeah, now that's true. Psh, you can get this shit at Forever Twenty One. Go to a costume store, right? Yeah, so like. Push the envelope here, people. Show us what you got. Let's see the space age cassock. I want to see the cassock of now. Yeah, spend the equivalent dollars. Yeah, exactly. Go on back some some uh, ornamental clothing. Figure out how much yeah. the, how much the archbishop you know how uh, that that Henry VIII spent on his clothes. Yeah. Spend that. 
Good lord, It'd be a million dollars probably. Yeah, for, for one little hat. For yeah, <laughs> just the shoes would be outrageous. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to walk anywhere. They'd be so just covered in stuff. It'd be amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. They went. They went the wrong way. All right, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I have a story from Saudi Arabia. Ooh, beautiful Saudi Arabia. Oh, it must be. Yeah. I, I, I'll never know because I will never go there. <laughs> no kidding, right? Well, you know they've had this history of um, sort of trouble with uh, women's rights. I guess you could say they don't have trouble with it. They just deny them completely, and that's that's their stance. Yeah, in fact, uh, it's one of the uh, it's one of the few countries in the world that has a national dress code. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah, at least for women, uh, they uh, require um, an abaya. I guess is what it's called, the loose fitting dress. Mm. Right, that's what women are supposed to wear, and then yeah. most women do opt to cover their their hair and face as well oh okay well i mean most of them i mean if they don't cover their hair they probably will be harassed exactly in public right but that's not from the sound of this article that's not necessarily a a requirement okay um it's more sort of a de facto thing i know that i know that every like Uh a woman who goes to saudi arabia as a european american as as, as someone you know from a from a different culture Right. They all have to make the decision whether or not they're going to cover their hair. And it's it comes down to like, am I going to show that I'm participating in their culture and therefore be, you know, sort of welcomed? Or am I going to show that I'm rebelling against their culture and therefore be sort of dismissed or whatever? It's a, it's a, but then they're also showing the people of Saudi that like there's another way or something. Yeah, like anybody sees them if right. they don't you well know. they all notice though when they when they're out there they yeah, all the know there's three who get to see them yeah but any, but anywho anyway so strict that's yeah. what we're saying here dan yes dress code is strict that's the point uh now there's a story mm-hmm. a young uh saudi woman uh i guess went viral on the internet in a video that showed her walking around town in a mini skirt <gasps> and a crop top. What? And showing her hair. Oh, that that woman uh, is going to be arrested. And she was. Arrested. Oh my god! <laughs> she was arrested. She was hauled in for questioning. Yeah. Two hours of questioning. Yeah. In for- which uh, she denied. Even knowing that uh, the video had been put on the, the internet. Oh. She, she didn't even know it was on the internet. Oh. That was part of her defense. Uh, okay. And they uh, they let her go. Oh, okay. Apparently with a warning or something. Probably, maybe they don't even have to say the warning. Right. They probably don't even have to be like, now listen here. This, this, is, the, this is your one get out of jail free. I'm right. pretty sure she knows. This this is she just got this off is a really slap easy. on the wrist. The next time the slap will be with a machete. <laughs> Don't they cut off hands there? They do. Not typically for this kind of stuff. Well, I think it's for th- for you know it's that whole eye for an eye thing, right? So mm. if you steal, you get your hand cut off. Specifically but. if you steal someone's hand. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. Anyway. So uh but she stole people's uh what would it be? Innocence, innocence, their moral thoughts from them. She, they, uh, she made, she, she, she forced men against their will to have sexual feelings. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that basically the claim that like we have to cover up the women because the men can't handle their own sexual urges? Yeah, I believe it's something like that. Really, I mean, where else is this going to come from? Really strong, right? Argument there, like. Uh, Anywho, uh, yeah, this is, of course, uh, the country that uh, is trying to, uh, I guess, the new crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. He's 31 years old. Mm. He's the heir to the throne. Uh, he's pushing for a more open society. Blasphemy! And uh, he has his uh, Vision 2030, I guess, that's coming up. Oh. Uh, he has an, an, a new road for Saudi Arabia. 
One, no. uh, one upon which women can drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. So, That's cool. So he's going to bring them into the 20th century, huh? Uh, early 20th. Don't get, don't, don't go too crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, maybe the 20s. The no, roar. Oh, no. Because there were flappers. Remember how yeah, revealing the flappers were? I don't know. Maybe there will be a roaring, a roaring, roaring, th- 2030s for for Saudi Arabia. Mm, probably more like the roaring 2080s if they're lucky. We'll see. I mean, they're already watching our movies. They they know what's happening. I'm, I'm sure they're right. heavily censored. Are you yeah, kidding me? That's probably true. Although, anyway, never mind. Bell Plain, Minnesota. What's that? <laughs> it is a small town, I guess. I'm guessing. I didn't bother to look up where Bell Plain is. It's, hell, it's probably just a suburb of Minneapolis. I don't know. Anyway, in in Belle Plaine, there is a uh, a Veterans Memorial Park, and oh. in the Veterans Memorial Park, there's a statue of a soldier kneeling at a cross. Now, of course, when you have a government-owned place and there is a clear uh, religious thing on that it, that is maintained by that government-owned place, right? Uh, you got a problem. Yes. And you got one of two options, really, in these United States to deal with that problem. You can either, A, get rid of it, or B, say, oh, no, this is a free speech zone, and all are welcome. Oh. And they went with free speech zone. Yeah. So, nice. So guess who got involved? I love free speech. Free, sure. No, I am such a supporter of free speech. I love that they're getting on board with free speech. I do too. You know, Sounds great. That's that's awesome. And also Lucian Greaves does because the Satanic Temple Im- jumped on it and said, cool, we'll design a monument. And they designed what I think is a lovely monument. This is the brilliance of these guys. I'm so impressed by the Satanic Temple. I love these guys so much because every time they do a thing, they do it so well so they proposed a monument yeah it is basically a black uh like like a black cube okay uh i think it's meant to be metal all right uh so imagine just a nice like 23 inches by 23 inches by 36 inches high ah yeah, nice. It's a little. It's a. It's a just a nice sized, very tasteful little monument, with an inverted soldier's helmet up on top, sort of upside down, sitting there. Just nice. <laughs> it is classy. Uh huh. It is good, and. It shut down the free speech zone. <laughs> it, rather than put this very attractive but entirely controversial thing in the free speech zone, uh, old Joe, who is who, which old is Joe. which is the nickname for the soldier that uh, that oh, that's kneeling at the cross. Joe. Joe has been removed. Oh no! There is no more free speech. In oh, the uh, no. in 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 they ruined free speech Veterans Memorial Park. Oh, so TST does it again. They have actually <laughs> successfully done what a lawsuit probably couldn't have, which is just yeah. stop supporting Christianity. Just literally all everybody in government. It's this is so easy, right? Stop doing it. Just, you're not a Christian organization. Right. You may go to a Christian organization. Have fun. Knock yourself out. Take the kids. <laughs> but you're in government. When you're at work, you're, it's not a Christian group. No. Cut it out. But they want to force everybody else. Dan. They do. They do. It's mean of me to want them not to. They, they, I'm being mean. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> They're so used to being able to do this. Oh, Dan. my God. It's so funny. But, man, TST you know, is... Their, their Christianity. Ugh. Just parade around with it, their Christianity. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking it in our faces. With, yeah. Just shove it down our throats. Those assholes. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, 
If you want to shove something down our throats, you can. You're welcome to tell us all about it. Uh, you can go to the. You can write to us email style at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or you can tell us all about it. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight. That's right. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click that like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Daniel! Yes, sir. <laughs> what do we got? What you do like you... that Cindy Jacobs, don't you? Oh. That prophetess. She is She is Ooh. an unabashed prophetess. Oh, yeah. Profiteer? She's... Is she a profiteer? She profits off her profiting. She definitely profiting. profits from her, prof- from her prophetic. Um, uh, she, she... And it doesn't look like it, but I bet she spends some money on that hair. Um, she spends a fuckload of money on that hair. And it doesn't look like it. She's uh but she boy, she's got some some new uh prophecy for all of us. Now let me prophesy. Yeah. And the Lord would say, I am getting ready to give you an anointing and authority and intercession to avert disasters in your area. And Satan is stirred up and he is looking for a place. He's looking for an entry point where he can do great damage. But if my people will be like Nehemiah and get on the wall of intercession and build a wall around Mm -hmm. America, says the Lord. The Lord says, I will do a work which you would not believe. I'm going to expose, expose, expose. Mm -hmm. Even right now, the Lord is saying to me, there is something major being planned. That in God's will, it's going to be exposed. So let's agree together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we decree the exposure of terrorist attacks. We decree in the name of Jesus, even Kim Jong-un in North Korea is going to have to stop. Like God gave us this word in Spanish the other day. Basta. Meaning stop it. And we decree over North Korea that 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 will be a stopping, and that there and the Lord showed me He's going to do some kind of skilled, surgical, precise solution to what's happening in North Korea, and that He's planning it and He's got it in place. And the Lord shows me that this is going to be a non-issue one day. If the people of God will pray, and there will not be a nuclear attack, California and Alaska will be safe. Mm. Come on, Californians mm. and Alaskans. You better get on the wall and invert this. Amen. Amen. <laughs> this is the first time she's ever rooted for California. Oh, my God. I just... Here's a, so, first of all, the Lord is... Is is speaking to her in Spanish about North Korea? Basta, basta. How does she know that's not the Italian basta? That's what I want to know. Well, it was identified to her as Spanish. The Lord said, and the Lord said unto her, "Este es español." <laughs> uh, there will be a stopping. There will be a stopping. A stopping, Dan. Basta, by the way, means enough. More than it means. I mean, it's, you say stop in the way you say enough. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. Hey, uh, the, there's going to be, I just love, it's going to be a surgical, a skilled surgical, like God is going to show some skill. In be his, the first time in a really long time. That man, surgical. Uh, he's preci- uh, any kind of precision instrument. Right. On this planet. How do you have a surgical solution to... Lightning strike. Kim Jong-un, lightning th- strike. That would be pretty surgical. That would be. that. Just I'd strike be like, him down. That I, I would have to go to her and but, be like, nah, you may have gotten something on that one. Yeah. But because I think what she's thinking is going to happen... Assassination? Is the U.S. goes in and we're at war. I think she thinks we're going to like... Do a, I think she thinks Trump is going to order like a, a surgical strike. You know, those are, those are terms that you use about military endeavors. Yeah. And that's what she thinks is going to happen. It's not, but 
That's what she thinks. Well, it, I don't know. Trump. It may be what happens. It's hard to say. I can tell you, though, if we go in there with our military, considering the size of their military and the fervor to which those the, the, the North Koreans would defend North Korea. Yeah. Uh, there would probably be very little surgical about it. It would be a very blunt instrument. Oh my god! It would just it would be a mess. It would be a disaster. It would be the the equivalent of like whack a mole with a giant <laughs> hammer just sort of coming down and blonking, sort of randomly, not yeah. randomly. Uh, anyway, I do like that. You know, something major is being planned. There you go. Yeah, I just like she is all over the place. She has made exactly zero predictions. She's just talking about, like, in the vaguest of terms, about things. She just... She... Dan, do- God told her this, though. Uh-huh. Like, seriously. Um, you got to get on that wall, though. <laughs> get on that wall. Good Lord. You know, what, listening to her again with this whole thing, um, American Christianity is weird. Oh, my God. It's some pretty fucked up shit so... that would accept this. This is on a widely viewed. This was on the Jim Baker show. That's right. the one thing we didn't say in the setup because you never hear anybody else speak. So you, it wasn't you, important where she said you it. You hear Jim, this is, Jimbo pipes up with the Basta thing. Apparently he, apparently that was all of them got that word. Oh yeah. They loved it. <laughs> but nonetheless, like this is on a fairly widely watched show. Yeah. Yeah, and she says nothing. She's she bounces around from thing to thing. She's it's it's literally just like the ADHD prophecy mart. It, she I mean she says the whole thing about like God has decreed that the Lord will expose terrorist threats. Expose, expose, expose. You know what? Terrorists expose themselves real quick. Yeah. The exposure is not a problem with terrorism. Like that, we we got plenty of exposure. Yeah. What we need is to stop the terrorist threats. That would be nice. <laughs> Could God stop them instead of exposing them? Yeah. Well, Frank, there's Maybe something I want. So. There's something I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, we're a few months out still, but I want to talk about. Uh, you know the uh, the show. Our our good friends over at God Awful Movies. Uh huh. Noah, Heath, and Eli. Yes. Are going to come here to Salt Lake City. Yeah, they they they've been they've been doing some uh, some touring. Uh-huh. They're going to come here to Salt Lake City in October. That's October first. Fantastic of this year. Okay. Um, Mark, our sometime co uh, a guest host from here on this show, and mm-hmm. I will be joining this joining them up on stage. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about Mormon stuff. Mm-hmm. I believe this is during. Mormon General Conference. Oh, yeah. So, okay. uh, so uh, you guys can... So we. I, I just wanted to extend a big invitation to any and all Utahns, especially, uh-huh. but people from surrounding states as well, or, you know, maybe you work for an airline and you want to hop on a plane and get out here. <laughs> uh, so October 1st, you can get tickets now. Um, you can Google God Awful Movies in Salt Lake City, uh, Eventbrite. They've got an Eventbrite Uh page that you can go and buy your tickets um it probably will sell out uh but yeah get so so getting your tickets early is going to be a smart move Mm -hmm. it's going to be fun we're going to have a lot of fun with this thing so i just wanted to sort of keep uh reminding folks of this uh it'll be at the state room if you know salt lake city you know that the state room is a fantastic venue uh where you can drink alcohol Mm. And you can come and you can uh, you can have some fun with us. Mm-hmm. All um, right. So so yeah, uh, do that. Get on the bo- get on board with that. Excellent. <laughs> well, all right, Dan. We got some people to thank. Oh, good. Uh, uh, well, one new patron okay. on Patreon who needs to be thanked, uh, Natalie. Oh, Natalie. She's a new. Uh, faithful member of the uh, of our supporting listeners group, right? Blah, 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 blah. Thank so you thank you so, so much, Natalie. so much, Natalie. And then we have to say goodbye to uh, our Lord and Savior. Oh no, uh, the Ark Angela. Oh, uh, has been uh, dethroned. Oh no, 
<laughs> we, wait. In one week. We don't have to say goodbye. We have to say hello. <laughs> now we have to say hello again to James. James. Oh, James will not be dethroned. <laughs> he will not go down. Oh, the gauntlet has been thrown, yeah. Angela. <laughs> oh, there's I, only uh, room for one savior in this town. Yeah. When I when I pulled that up, I was like, "Oh, well done, James." <laughs> <laughs> it's a bidding war to be Jesus. Yeah, and uh, and currently it's James. Congratulations, James, and thank you so much for your support. Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we we don't have too many new people this week because there's been a. A schedule change in how we're doing things. Next week, we hope to have some more. If you would like to be one of our uh, of of our Patreon don- patrons, help keep this show going. Mm-hmm. You can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com uh, and then click on the uh, the button that says Patreon on it, and that'll take you to our page. You you decide at what level you want to donate. It is it is entirely up to you. We appreciate all comers. Um, if you want to get into the mix and try and be Lord and Savior and beat these guys out, you can do that. Oh, yeah. We could have a three-way uh, race for the for Savior. Or just a three-way. Or just a three-way. Hey, you know what? We're not we're, we're all sex positive here. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much, uh, and we, we bless you in the name of the Frank and the Dan. Amen. Amen. Dan, <laughs> we're getting into it. Crickets. This shit's going to happen. <laughs> oh, the, the, the crickets are coming. The crickets are coming. They're, Dan. They're descending on this valley like Ooh, Mormons. Oh, my God. So the feeding crops. Let, let's, let's just say that the, we, you and I, Frank, right now are sitting in the valley of the, the Salt Lake Valley. Yes. Uh, this is. A lovely place, surrounded on most side, on all sides, really, by mountains. Right. Uh, some of them are quite far away because there's a big lake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got three quarters mountains and then lake. Right. Uh, a lake, a useless lake, a big useless. It's not useless. Terrible lake. It's not terrible either. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful lake. It's also too salty for there to be any fish in it, or for it to be drinkable, or anything like that. Oh well, yeah. Um, but it's a lovely lake. And uh, and then we've got so here's here's the dealio. The uh, the twenty fourth of each July mm-hmm. here in Utah is Pioneer Day. Mm-hmm. It is the day uh, that our state celebrates the the first infestation of this of this beautiful uh, valley, <laughs> which was by the Mormons. Oh, uh, poor Mormons! <laughs> they came pouring in here. Yeah, they did. Uh, from uh, from back east and from all over the world. Eventually, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It was they 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 had meaning also England and a little <laughs> bit of Scandinavia. Yeah, and maybe some Germans, Wales. Sure, sure. Plenty from Wales and and Scotland. Yeah, wasn't the first foreign language translation of the Book of Mormon into Welsh? Was it? I believe so. Oh, yeah. that seems strange. Yeah, um, Italian was like two or three or. Four. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. There were a lot of early uh, Italian uh, converts. Converts. Yeah. Yeah. There was well. a flood of Italians in the early days. So they they were chased out of mm-hmm. Missouri, of uh, of of well, yeah, Illinois. There, there was actually an extermination order by Governor Boggs. Yeah. Of Missouri. Yeah. They were not popular people. <laughs> like get rid of them in Kill the them. east. Yeah. So they uh, they decided they they crossed the Mississippi and then just kept on going. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about the lore that I learned as a youth mm. uh, surrounding all of this versus maybe a more credible history of the thing. Because there are two events that we wanted to talk about. Uh, there's the landing. Uh, there, there's the the entry. The arrival. Into the Salt Lake Valley. From Immigration Canyon. Uh, yes, they poured out of Immigration Im- Canyon. Uh-huh. Uh, and they they came... So so here's the story as I heard it, or as it was taught to me uh, by my Sunday school teachers or whatever, is that they they came to this, to this thing, 
And Brother Brigham, this oh, is yeah. Brigham Young, the then prophet of the Mormon Church, uh-huh. had uh, had had a vision, a vision of what this valley looked like. And oh, yeah. They were just pressing onward until they found it. Oh yeah. And when they when this valley opened up before their covered wagons, and they really were in like just covered wagons and sometimes hand carts, mm-hmm. just walking. Uh, when when this valley opened up in front of them, they turned. Brother Brigham was sick mm-hmm. and had been lying in the back of one of a wagon trying to recover. They turned that wagon around so that the uh, so that he could get a view of the of the valley, and he he looks out over this valley. Yeah. And he says, this is the place. Oh, my God. And the heavens parted and the angels sang and they all knew <laughs> that they were supposed to be here and that it was right and good and holy. And that's the beginning of Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, what actually happened was that Brigham Young had been told, had sent, like there were plenty of groups that had gone ahead. Uh-huh. This had long since been sort of, well, well documented by uh, by Mormons and non Mormons alike. Originally, uh, trappers and traders. Oh, they loved it here. Yeah, and then uh, what about Father Escalante. Yeah, uh, I, did he make it up this far? I uh, know he was down in uh, uh, Utah. He's County. definitely in Utah. I don't know. I I don't know if he made it to the Salt Lake Valley. I would assume so. Huh? It's a lovely valley. Yeah. Why wouldn't you come? I don't know. Uh, anywho, you know, you just come up I fifteen, and it's it's really easy. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, in he so 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 Brigham had already been told entirely what to expect of this place. Right, he had a vision. It was just not given to him by God. It was given to him by his forward teams that had already gone ahead. Right, and had already started like cultivating some stuff, and they'd already started doing some some irrigation uh, from from the few rivers that were flowing into mm-hmm, the valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like shit had already been started here. Right, they knew they were coming here. So when they turned his cart around and he looked out and he saw the landmarks that were already told to him to uh-huh. look for, he said, this is the right place. Drive on. Right. Which they turned into, this is the place. This is, this is the place. Yes. Yeah. And it has that much no. import. In, 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 in the telling of the tale, it has all of the import well, of like God himself saying, Noah. Up at the monument itself. Yeah, right. we have a... Which is no small monument, by the way. We have a state park called the This Is The Place Heritage Park. Right. With a large statue of Brigham Young... Standing. Standing. By the hand way. outstretched. This is the place. Point, pointing at the valley. This is the place. Look at this place. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. The, when, I was, uh, when I was recently getting a tour of... A friend of mine and I wanted to go to the top of the church office building, which is one of the tallest. It's the tallest building. It's the tallest skyscraper yes, in Salt Lake City. It is. I think by law. I think there at one point no. at least there was a code that said nothing could go above the church office building. That may not be there anymore. Anywho, it, it's the tallest building. So like, and they do have an observation deck, such as it is. It used to be better, but now it's still it's still there, and you can go to the top, but you have to be accompanied by a little old lady. And that little old lady was telling me all about it and conflated the this is the place thing and with another story and squished them together and put it put that moment on top of Enzyme Peak, which is nowhere near. Anyway, very funny stuff, uh, but wrong. The point is, the the lore about that thing right was wrong, but right. very faith promoting. Much lovely, much more faith promoting to believe that Jesus magically guided everybody to this place. This wonderful place. This amazing, <laughs> hot. Holy shit. They were here in July. They were wearing like so many layers. So many layers of clothing. I just can't even imagine. And then they got to work. I just, I, yeah. building homes and yeah. cultivating fields and stuff. I just can't imagine it. It's, it right now, it's like 98 degrees and, and, and climbing. It's been it's been in the hundreds for a long, oh, for a while. No, this July has been awful, Dan. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, I respect the shit out of that. These yeah. people like built a city uh, in the middle of pretty much nowhere, in the middle of nothing. Yeah, uh, and they did it. Uh, I mean, they were like the Paiutes down 
lockdown, by the way. Yeah, there were some there were some natives that uh, they loved Utah County. They the, loved Utah Lake. They would mm-hmm. that's where they did like their summer camping. Right, it was right along the lake. Well, that would make sense because that's a freshwater lake. So right. at least you can drink from it and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, that so that was that was the first pioneer story that I was raised with here in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And then and the other Dan. And then there's the bugs. <laughs> there's, there's the the miracle uh, of the bugs and the birds. Yeah. Uh, this so, one is, this is a big deal, Dan. Yeah. Be, I mean, because like. Did you get this story when you were in California? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, so you get a little bit of the, this is the place. Not a ton because it's just kind of like, it's kind of just in there. It's yeah. Not a, it's not like a big, big, big story. I mean, that's, no, like, that's a lot of Salt Lake pride as well as like Mormon pride sort of thing happening there. Yeah, but. They're kind of the same thing, uh, because like the all the all like the manuals that they teach out of have are just chock full of pioneer stories. Right. Like we learned all the pioneer stories, all the the um, various different events along from Winter's Quarters sure. all the way out, and all, the all the the more faith promoting, the better. Right. You know, uh, and but yeah, when I was a sunbeam which is what they call the three-year-olds, the <laughs> class of three-year-olds in primary. We all had Sunday you, school. You right? had ranks as you, yeah. as you advanced in age through Mormon right. primary education. So when I was one of the little three-year-olds, uh-huh. um, the primary had a reenactment of the whole, uh, uh, was it locusts? No. Crickets. The, crickets. Crickets and seagulls, right? So the, the, the way that the story goes is that the pioneers crops were being attacked by all these crickets and they were only rescued because of this barrage of seagulls that miraculously appeared it's a state bird for a reason like right not yeah. just because of this fucking miracle quote unquote but because they live here in droves yeah but anyway so all these seagulls show up and uh and eat all of the crickets and the pioneers food is saved all their crops are saved right well i was I played a part of uh, one of the seagulls. You were a, you were a gull. I was a gull, and there was a big board at the front of the, in, you know, down in front, uh-huh. uh, and it had crops painted on it, and then they stuck little black jelly beans oh. all over the board, and they were eating the they were those were the crickets, uh-huh. and they were eating the crops, and uh, and so the gulls had to come through and collect up jelly beans and eat them. Ah, uh, isn't that adorable? Do you like black jelly beans? I love black jelly oh, beans. I can't stand them. I love them, love them, love I, I would have been like, I want to be a cricket. But I remember uh, some greedy little bastard ate too many and I didn't get any. Oh, you. Oh. I, so I probably ruined the whole thing because I started crying. Started wailing. I'm a goddamn seagull. I'm a cricket. Oh my god! There's there's more to this story uh, that I that I learned as a child, uh, oh? including little details like so. The the way that this story was presented to me uh-huh. is that like literally they're just imagine Mormons blissfully attending their fields during the day. Oh yeah, and on the horizon they see it. The black cloud of death. <laughs> so, this is like the the plague of locusts. Yeah, it's this, like a biblical plague. This swarm of what okay. are called the these insects are now referred to, like even in like serious insectology circles, right. as Mormon crickets. But they're not crickets. No, technically they're not. Technically, I think they're 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 in the katydid family. Yeah. Um, but yes, they're called Mormon crickets, and they do tend to swarm. They ah. Uh, but yes, they're, they're on the horizon, just wave after wave of swarming crickets that came in and they just started eating all of the crops. Oh my God. And all of the, you know, all of the dutiful Mormons ran out and were trying to beat them off of the crops with their, with the ladies with their skirts and the men with their hats, just anything they could do to get rid of these crickets. But they were just overrun. And then... In what, like, in the way this was told, you would you would imagine that this was like five minutes after the descending of the crickets, oh, yeah. or twenty minutes or something, right? 
in comes the white wave. Seagulls. Which, it is interesting that an inland state such as Utah would have seagulls. We have they're but shit they, tons of them. They live at the Great Salt Lake. They, we have a... Yeah. It's not a sea. And the dump. And the, well, <laughs> yes. Now they live all over the place. At all of the parks that have, that have water at them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they come... And there's a part of this that was like a part of the story where like apparently the seagulls would eat a bunch of the, the crickets, fly back to the Great Salt Lake, drink the water of the lake so that they could vomit so that they'd have <laughs> so more dumb. room and then go back for more uh, crickets. That's that's so dumb. And it all happened that's in the course absurd. of like a day. And then the Mormons are saved forever. <laughs> and God has given them a, a ray of hope but in reality it, it was weeks and weeks of yeah it was a couple there were there were a lot of these katie duds out there and out it, in the crops and over a course of a couple of weeks yeah i mean the, and then the the seagulls did what seagulls do and right. they ate insects right the seagulls saw a smorgasbord and yeah showed up it's it's a miracle. I mean, that would be nice. That would be you would feel good about that as a as a Mormon whose yeah. crops were being eaten. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't like all the crops. I got the sense that like seriously, twenty more minutes with right. these crickets and those crops would have been gone. Right, and then the Mormons would have starved. They to all death. would have died. And what would have happened? Uh, no, you, Dan. I would definitely not be around today. Oh. If that if that had happened, so good, thank God for the yeah. for the seagulls. But this is an important story. I mean this this story is so important that there's a monument to this story. Yeah, at Temple Square downtown. Oh, oh yeah, golden birds on top of an uh, on top of a tall <laughs> an obelisk of pedestal, or more a column. It's not really an obelisk, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> This is a very important thing. And, you know, I guess what it speaks to is that if you're starting a, a religion, and, and the Mormons have been very successful with theirs, so I think take their advice. Get you some miracles. Right. If you're going to start a religion, and, and I recommend you do, it's a yeah. lucrative business. It's a good, it's a growth industry. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the deal. Get yourself some miracles and get yourself a desert. Oh, yeah. Deserts seem to be pretty good for breeding crazy religious fanaticism. Right. Absolutely. So, it's a good... You cut yourself off as much yeah. as you can from the rest of the world for yep. a while. Yeah. You need, you need a good long incubation period. Yeah. Get a few generations locked down. Yeah. But, yeah. Make sure you get yourself some, some miracles. My mom, apparent, my mom, who's a church historian, said that, like, no accounts of this cricket thing showed up till like, years after the fact when people started relaying this. So... Oh, now that's interesting, too. It may have gotten embellished in the retellings over the years. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we know that something happened. I mean, it seems likely, rather. Well, there, yeah, there were crops planted. Uh-huh. Some and, insects showed up. And, and some birds showed up. And they up. did not use good insecticides. They needed, some, <laughs> they needed much better uh, yeah. crop-protecting, uh, terrible... Something chemicals from, uh, from Merck, hopefully. Some Monsanto stuff. Monsanto, that's who, the one. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, there you go. That's your that's your Utah history. Go out and drink a beer and eat a slice of pie, mm -hmm. and uh, and celebrate with us the uh, the 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 landing of the Mormon pioneers or pilgrims. I we always got those mixed up. Yeah, when the pilgrims arrived in the valley. <laughs> no, there were no pilgrims here. What? When the when the Mormon pioneers came with their buckles on their shoes and their blunderbuss I rifles, I yeah, and ate turkey with the Indians. It's I I knew the turkey didn't happen here, <laughs> but uh, but I mean this was a faraway land, just as far away in my mind as uh, New England, right? You know, yeah, I was absolutely. a small small child. Well, I lived here and I got them confused. That's funny to me. Pilgrims, pioneers, I don't know. It all just sort of felt like the, 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 the sort of apocryphal stories felt mm. combined. There was an Indian element to both. There right. was like all of this stuff. Did you call your kindergarten teacher sister so-and-so? Oh, I bet I did. 
I know I did because they were just like, why is he calling me sister so-and-so? I'm sure I did at some point. It all just sort of merges together. And then there are presidents of United States and presidents of the church. And who knows? I always got those confused, too. Oh, yeah. Well, they look, the bearded ones all look alike yeah. from the mid-1800s. And they got, na- you know, similar names. They- John Taylor, that could be a president of the United States. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's maybe, true. Maybe I, We never had a president of the United States who had a name like Wilford Woodruff. He was easy to no, keep. No, that one's clear. He was easy to keep straight. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we we got we got some folks to thank. Yes, we do. Uh, I want to I want to thank. Uh, who do we thank first? Usually, uh, Facebook, Mackenzie. Yeah, let's go to Mackenzie. Thank you so much for your hard work on the Facebook page, Mackenzie. She's uh, she's a treat. Uh, so go to the Facebook page and 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 click that like button. Yeah, and uh, and thanks also to uh, Sarah, Danny, and Amy for their hard work as mods at the members only lounge. That's also on Facebook. Yeah, and if you'd like to, you know, maybe chime in and uh, thank them, you could always do that. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com would be a great way to give us some feedback. Yeah, yeah. You can also look. We're doing things in different orders yeah. sometimes. We Woo! can. I can do whatever I want. It's my show. And your show. Anyway, uh, hey, also, uh, you can you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, there you go. Get your voice on our show just by calling uh, 424-666-TGIA. That's 424, the devil's number, and then 8442. And, of course, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Yeah, and thank you, kind oh thanks again to our donors i want to yeah. thank our patreon uh patrons once more uh and thank you dear listener also you personally the one who is listening to this right now thank you for tuning in bye bye